Welcome to the Learn, Liken, and Lift podcast. I'm your coach, Carrie Hickenlooper. Let's get started. had been and were and ever would be like unto Moroni, behold, the very powers of hell would have been shaken forever. Yea, the devil would never have power over the hearts of the children of men. How many of you are like me? I love these words of Mormon. I love the admiration and the conviction that he testifies of the attributes and also the results of Moroni. And I think to myself, I want that. I can be that. Captain Moroni, he is the stuff of legends. He was the Nephite chief captain, which means that he was in charge of commanding all of the Nephite army and governing their wars. And he was appointed to this position at the age of 25. Moroni must have been charismatic and contagious to be around. He was a gatherer and a uniter. He gathered and united everyone to the cause of liberty, and sometimes they even came running to do so. Moroni was a strong and a mighty man, but combined with his perfect understanding and his motivation to preserve liberty and the freedom of his country— he became a force to be reckoned with because he found joy in laboring for the cause of liberty and for the welfare of his people. And then you add his faith to that, that he wasn't just a man of the world doing all of this for the glory and attention of others. No, he was a man of faith, faith in Jesus Christ. And he sought the guidance and the protection of the Lord. And he unashamedly looked and then recognized the hand of the Lord in all things. And even though he was obviously intelligent and blessed beyond measure to be the kind of leader he was, he wasn't above seeking the counsel of the prophet. He went to Alma or sent men to go into Alma to seek for revelation on how to be able to fend off their enemies. And then once he received that revelation, he then acted in 100% full belief. He organized his battle plans around that revelation and then carried them out. Can you appreciate the meekness in such an accomplished warrior? He is a true example of meekness. We can bring to our mind the next time our brain is having a hard time deciding that meekness isn't weakness, we can bring Captain Moroni to our mind. And when you hear about him and all of his attributes, it's pretty remarkable. But then you read his stratagem that he had on the battlefield, and then you just can't help but desire to be a part of his team. <laughs> I choose him. And to me, Moroni is the caliber of Nephi and Alma and Ammon, but I don't want you to make him unreachable. I think sometimes we've made mistakes in, in making Nephi unreachable. I want you to reach up and be a part of them. And you know what? <laughs> I audaciously believe that we are far more like Captain Moroni than we sometimes realize. 
and I caution you to not make him unreachable, but see yourself in his attributes. See yourself in how you approach and do life, because I believe that we are capable of shaking the powers of hell and preventing the devil from having power over our hearts. I believe that as covenant-keeping daughters of God and due to the nature of those covenants and according to the diligence in which we keep them, we're made out of the same stuff as Captain Moroni is. We are equipped with the same power and the same tools that Captain Moroni was equipped with. So what made Moroni Moroni? And after studying him throughout these 20 chapters of war history and then trying to just boil it down, what I found, the power in Captain Moroni is that he was a covenant maker and he was a faithful covenant keeper. Throughout the challenging circumstances that he faced, he always remembered his why and he stayed in that lane. And because he made and kept covenants and remembered his why, he was blessed with inspiration that made him innovative, ingenious, and he was able to withstand all the obstacles that he faced. So what covenant was Moroni keeping? He was very aware of and had total faith in the Abrahamic covenant. And that stands out to me probably more so this year than it ever has before because of the emphasis of studying the Old Testament this year in Come Follow Me and seeing the Abrahamic covenant reflected in the Book of Mormon. Listen to the desires of the Nephites during these warring years. All they desired was to support their lands and their houses and their wives and their children, that they might preserve them from the hands of their enemies, and also that they might preserve their rights and their privileges, yea, also their liberty, that they might worship God according to their desires. That's the Abrahamic covenant. All the Nephites desired was to have the right and the privilege to live worthy of the Lord, so that the Lord would give them and their seed a land, a promised land, a land that did require them to keep the commandments of God in order to prosper, and a land that also warned that if they chose to not keep the commandments, they would be cut off from the presence of the Lord. They wanted to stay in his presence. They desired this blessing to be multiplied and prospered, and they desired their families to be blessed also. And that the Lord, by doing so, that the Lord would be with them. And they desired the Lord to keep them in all places so that he wouldn't leave them. That was always their objective. This was their why. Their why was Jesus and their desire to be yoked with him. They wanted the right to choose that, to keep it, and have it manifest in their life. And the biggest token or outward expression of their inward devotion was that title of liberty that Captain Moroni raised and placed in all of their cities to remind them. It represented the Christian cause. And by the way, this is the first time that Christian is used here in the Book of Mormon. And ironically, or just interestingly enough, it's a term that was given to the believers by the non-believers. 
But the title of liberty represented the desire that the Nephite nation had to just be faithful, that they wanted to be true believers of Jesus Christ and not have that taken away or withheld from them, that they desired to take upon themselves the name of Jesus Christ. So Captain Moroni rents his coat. We remember this from our our young days, right? Reading this story or seeing the pictures in the Book of Mormon Reader, he rents his coat and he writes upon it in memory of our God, our religion, and freedom, and our peace, our wives, and our children. And then what does he do with it? He boldly went among his peers, the people whose welfare and freedom he had taken an oath to preserve, and he waves it in front of them, and he invites the people to come forward, to come in the strength of the Lord and to enter into a covenant that they too will maintain their rights and their religion that the Lord God may bless them because Moroni knew that the people could easily decide to give it up. Moroni was a covenant maker. He was a covenant keeper, but he was also a covenant inviter, inviting others to come and make a covenant with him. And throughout the trials of war, Captain Moroni remembered his why, and he didn't waver from it, even when the intentions of the Lamanites was to usurp great power over the Nephites. The Lamanites desired to bring the Nephites into bondage and to destroy the church of God. And even when Nephite dissenters attempted to do the same, Even when faced with famine and loss for a season, and even when faced with ferocious anger from his opponents, Moroni remained clear that he fought his fight for the right to have a relationship with God. He fought for his right to worship, his right for freedom, to prosper and to self-govern, his right for peace and for the preservation of his family. And even when seeing the terror in the Lamanites that he fought, Captain Moroni willingly stopped the fight to offer the Lamanites at that time an opportunity to enter into a covenant of peace. He said, give up your weapons and swear to not take them up against us anymore and we will let you go. That was his invitation. That was his offer to his enemies. His objective in battle never was to gain dominion over the over the Lamanite nation. And it wasn't to increase in the number of Lamanite lives that they killed. No. Remembering his why made Moroni a man of restraint, despite the circumstances, the horrific circumstances that he found himself in. You know, and especially for a man who was as talented in the art as he was to be restrained, or who possessed the charisma that attracted people to the Nephite cause. He even created a sense of safety because of his innovation in their, in their battle armor that they wore. But to have restraint, he who was ingenious and introduced entire, entirely new ways of battling and, and fortifying and protecting the people. Can you imagine the effect that these talents and ideas would have had in the hands of a warrior who was allured by power or distracted by greed or intoxicated by the authority that he possessed and, and who was confused about what the end results should be and look like. 
Moroni's single-mindedness in making and keeping covenants, 100% believing in them and then remembering them in all that he did, expecting that these covenants would come to fruition. Moroni was a man that could shake hell and stop Satan's influence. And what I desire to plant in your heart and in your mind today is that this is available to you as well. Friend, you are a warrior and deception and distraction and confusion, those don't need to be your daily battles. Not if your chief captain is Jesus Christ. And not if you remember that the covenant that he made with Abraham, that beautiful, awesome, can't even comprehend covenant that he made with Abraham applies to you as well. And all you need to do is keep your end of the covenant and keep in mind your why. And always remember that. And your why is because you desire to prosper in your path to become like your father. And that we know that keeping his commandments is essential in that prospering. And our why is also because we desire our family to be blessed, for exaltation and eternal life to be available to them for their choosing, if they so desire. And we desire our enemies to not have power over us, though they may try to usurp great power over us. The one that we give permission to have power over us, the only one is God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, because He is everything and His promises are everlasting. So in other words, come what may, it will not remain, especially if we are choosing eternal happiness and salvation from the God who promises to always be with us, to keep us in all places, and who won't leave us. These are our results if we yoke ourselves to Jesus Christ. And because of these results, if we are women of faith in Jesus Christ, if we're seeking his guidance, protection, and also seeing him show up for us in our lives, if we're recognizing him when he does, acknowledging it, giving thanksgiving for it, if we're strong and mighty, maybe not physically, but definitely in testimony, if we choose to be uniters and gatherers, if we find joy in the welfare of others, if we seek revelation, if we hearken to the prophet and we adjust our plans to fit the Lord's plans, if we acknowledge in meekness that we don't know all things, but we're willing to be taught by he who does, and if we use our talents that we have come to earth with, the gifts that we've been given, and if we use those for the cause of righteousness and then gladly take upon ourselves the Christian cause and we unite and rely upon the good gifts of others like, like Moroni did, relying upon personal Tiancums and Lehi's and Pahorans and Helamans. These were all just as good a men as Moroni was. And he worked with them and he allowed them to strengthen him and his army. Are we finding and uniting and relying upon the gifts of other good people in our lives and inviting them 
to be beside us and strengthen us in our fight. And if we refuse to delight in sin and instead we seek after perfect understanding and then expressing thanks every inch of, for every inch of understanding that we do receive, and if we're always extending the covenant of peace with those who offend us, we will be able to shake the power of hell and prevent the devil from having any power over our hearts. In your mothering, remember your why. In your relationships, remember your why. In the circumstances of life that are disappointing, aggravating, unfair, and full of temptation to feel defeated, remember your why. In your callings and in your service, remember your why. And then you too will have the same effect upon hell as Captain Moroni did. You can make the powers of hell shake forever and you can remove the power that the devil has over your hearts and even over the hearts of those who are near you. As a covenant maker and as a covenant keeper and a warrior who protects her sphere of influence, you can make the devil regret that you woke up, that you spoke, that you walked into a room, and that you used your gifts in the service of your God and others. And that's a thought I really like. That's a thought that I think is attainable because of the nature of the covenants that we have made. Remember, you are a covenant-keeping warrior like Captain Moroni. You just need to remember your why and then go fight.